I'm just going to say an example. Say, my friend. You feel like I stole your grapes. Oh, shoot. (laughs) You feel like I ate your grapes? And you say, where's my damn grapes? You're not going to last long with me. No, no, no. I don't play with that kind of stuff. One day, it's you, where's my damn grapes? The next is get out my face, bitch. Brunch with Kiki and KC podcast where we're serving up real, raw, empowering food and drink for thought while chatting about life, relationships, and providing perspectives which could make a difference in your life right now. My name is KC and I'm Kiki, and we are so excited to have you as our weekly brunch guest and share great conversation with you. All right, so here's a reminder of how our podcast works. Every month, we will focus on a particular series topic, and each week, we will discuss a specific subject within the series. For those of you who joined us for our last episode, we focus on getting your mind right when it comes to friendships. This week, our topic is get your mind right, get your relationships right. Get your relationships right. Oh, mm -mm, can't wait for that. Now, before we get into our topic today, we want to encourage you to subscribe, like, comment, and share this podcast. Share it with your family and friends, co-workers, or whomever you like. We're always dropping gems, and you never know who could benefit from what we discuss. Also, please remember to click on the link in the show notes section of the podcast, or if you're listening to us on YouTube, click the link in the description section to get your free copy of the major points we discuss in every podcast episode this way if you're listening to us while multitasking you don't have to worry about missing any of the major points we are sharing with you also please feel free to leave a comment and let us know what you learned from this particular episode we'd love to interact with you so we definitely look forward to hearing from you and now Let's get this party started with our question of the day. Kiki, what question do you have for us today? All right, we have, what are some of the reasons why people start dating? Great question. Great question. With many answers, some start dating because they need a sugar daddy. Yes. (laughs) Some start dating because they want to get married. Mm-hmm. Some start dating because it's winter time and they feel like somebody will hug them in the cold weather. I don't oh, know, like geez. a blanket. You know, they're treating people like blankets and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Some people start dating. I think, is that it? Oh, convenience. Because maybe that's their roommate or something and they don't feel like going, oh, quarantine made them stay inside. Oh, so shoot. then they started to date for convenience but as soon as the, everything opened up they're like okay forget you I'm gonna find somebody else oh no <laughs> yep <Damn. laughs> I'm I'm kind of like I don't I don't know I'm, I'm wondering <laughs> if there's gonna be some articles about that coming out I, I, yes yes there's definitely some there's definitely some that we could find <laughs> some people start dating because they're hobo oh <laughs> please please explain a hobosexual from what I recently <laughs> well not recently I saw this like a couple of years back a hobosexual mm-hmm. is somebody who gets in a relationship with someone because they don't want to be left out on the street 
and actually oh. end up being a legit hobo. So they get the relationship for a house for oh. isolated heads. Oh wow, 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 wow. Um wow. You know, it's 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 juicy in a horrible way. <laughs> um but it's sad. There's really people doing that, though. We can't. I can't even like. There's really people doing that. There's really people doing that. So, this is this is great, great topic we have today because we're going into the importance of goals in dating first. Yes. Right. So, you know, in those examples, everyone had a goal. Mm-hmm. You know, whether whether they knew it or not. So the hobosexual, like you said. They want to date because they want a roof over their head, right? The person, man or woman, that wants a sugar daddy or sugar mama, they're dating because they want someone to take care of their financial needs or other needs Mm -hmm. that involve Mm -hmm. money or things, you know? Someone else is dating because, you know what, they really, really just want to get married. So they're on that track and they are just focused, you know? Some are a little more pushy than others. But for the most part, that's it. Yeah. Right. So the importance of goals in dating. Yes, it's definitely important to have a goal. Um, but you also have to figure out in within that goal of why you're dating. You want to also have a goal with regard to the person mm-hmm. that you're dating. Because a lot of the time I've noticed people have that goal. And then I want to get married or I want to be in a long-term relationship. But then because the, the goal kind of blinds their vision into really looking into who is the person that I'm choosing to get to the mm. And that I think we need to just take a step back. Yes, it's great to want to get that goal. Some goals are not great. Some people are just using people. But if you have a positive goal, you have a healthy goal, that's great. But really look at that person and don't be so focused on the goal that you forget all the stuff mm. in the middle. So it's more than what's just, and I'm, when I say this, I'm thinking about online dating, right? So a lot of people are online dating today and have, they have their goals in mind and they have their dating profiles. And so what I'm bringing to light today and what we're talking about and bringing to light today is it's more than what's just listed on the profile. Or the initial representative, if you didn't meet that person online, that the person shows you when you're meeting in person, right? So whether you're meeting online or you're meeting in person, maybe you met this person at some type of convention, function, you know, just randomly in the supermarket. That person is showing you what they want to show you about themselves in that meeting. That person's profile for the most part, people try to put their best foot forward, but you guys know out there, brunch guests, there's a lot of people out there. They have bad pictures and maybe their profile's not even properly filled out. But for the yeah, but for the most part, they are showing you their representative keyword, keyword, versus who they are. So I wanna preface this section um, that I'm going over by saying I am not dating's not easy. I know that firsthand. I have by no means mastered the dating game. I have learned a lot of things along the way, however. And I feel like I've improved in the quality of people and with choosing certain people 
with regard to the things that I keep in mind now versus in the in the beginning that and that's the basis of what I'm going to discuss today so based upon life based upon certain experiences not just my experiences but the experiences of others that I feel like when they kept certain things in mind they had more success okay and I and, and for me success is not predicated on they stayed married for 50 years and died that's not success to me personally but success in the way that they felt about themselves while dating whether or not they found a long-term partner or not they had values they stuck to their values and they felt good about each interaction that they had when they were dating when they had carried that healthy mindset to me that's oh yes Mm-hmm. That's successful because, like I said, dating's not easy. You're putting yourself out there, and a lot of times people are doing things. I see people doing a lot of things, which is sacrificing their whatever standard they would have or should have for themselves in order to impress another mm-hmm. person, even if it's just the first date. Even just the first, you see people all the time doing things because they feel like they have to somehow it's going to give them a leg up whether it's a picture where they're showing your breasts more mm. doing something you're showing your butt more you're lifting up your skirt more there's there is that that getting attention that way there's something unhealthy about that in my opinion oh i agree i like how your your focus is on success being more internal instead of mm-hmm. like something external and yes it is important that we really help people understand that success doesn't have to be measured by what other people can see because yes. people aren't they're not going home with you yes. if you live your life just thinking about well you know what I'm successful in this dating game because I was with Tony 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 for 15 years <laughs> no it is that's it, it, it takes too much off of you feeling good about just you you're going to mm-hmm. be constantly seeking ways to make sure that other people see your relationships as successful or your dating life as successful based on just their yeah. standard and not you alone. Yeah. And that just to, as you say that, you bring up a good point. There's a lot of people, they have a self-esteem issue within themselves that they that hasn't necessarily been addressed. So their idea of success is they date the, you know, the, the famous mm. people only. The prettiest people, most attractive people only. That that it goes by the stereotypical attractiveness now I'm talking mm-hmm. about. It is a stereotypical attractiveness that, you know, it's been, I don't know, mass like accepted, I guess. But changes throughout time with trends. So right now, which I'm hoping that we're getting out of it, I think we are. Having big butts is a big thing. Oh, yeah. So you might have somebody who is like, yeah, she's got a fat, you know what. Mm -hmm. And so all they feel like, yeah, I need to have a girl with a fat, you know what, to impress all my friends. Back in the day, it was big breasts was a big deal. You saw a lot of breast Mm -hmm. implants. Okay, now we see a lot of butt implants. But it was big lip injections. So with different trends and different times you see it you know if you live you live long enough you get to see like what was popular what's not popular stuff like that you see people um kind of gravitating towards those things changing their bodies to fit certain ideals and certain trends for the moment and in my opinion betraying themselves Mm. 
in a certain way to get attention and there there's a you know a certain level of self-esteem deficit as i call it in that but train themselves and killing themselves yeah yes they yeah in so many ways in so many ways so pretty much with with when it comes to having goals in dating goals can be positive and negative and we here at the brunch with case kiki and casey podcast we encourage what we view as positive dating goals so positive dating goals would have to do with having a healthy mindset while dating so that entails getting settled on what you're looking to do while you're dating are you looking for a life partner Mm -hmm. are are you marriage minded long-term relationship minded that's what you know i'm saying when i say life partner are you dating in hopes to have children? That is also something that people this consider when dating. Yes. Are you casually dating? So you're not seriously just, you're not seriously looking to casually, you're not looking for anything serious. Rather, you're looking to casually hook up. Are you revenge? Oh, dating? Lord. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. And that is actually a very, very real thing. You have people who you're, you have gotten out of a relationship. Maybe you feel bitter or scornful and you start dating. And you've heard this term before that that next person that they're dating is like the quote unquote rebound, rebound person. So then you're going into a situation where you're not fully focusing on that person because you're just either trying to date to get over the person just you yourself or literally you have people that are dating because they're like well I just want them to see me with a new person to make them jealous jealous. and there's something unhealthy about that in my opinion are you dating to pass time for convenience oh god what does that look like (laughs) yes I have met a lot of people that do that um Maybe they are in the military overseas. Uh, okay, okay. And and I have seen and encountered quite a few military service persons who live double lives. Mm-hmm. So they have their families back home, their children back home in the States. But then overseas, they have whoever they are dating... Some do have two families, but they have whoever they are dating wherever they are stationed. And that person could be a local person from that country or community if they are stationed somewhere else in the United States. Or it could literally be another service person that understands what it's like for them to go through what they're going through away from home. And they tend to gravitate to another service person that happens to be where they are. Um, that is a real thing and an eye-opening thing for me to see um, firsthand, but it exists. So I say, you know what? That's one example. Oh, no. Yeah. And then you have some people where they end up, you know, living with someone that's not um, a relative. So like maybe I've seen guys where their sister, they're living in the home. Their sister lives with them. The sister has a friend. Okay. The friend comes to live there and then the brother and the sister start dating. Stuff like that. So it's kind of like, well, I'll just, I'll set my sights on this person because they're right here. They're right here. I don't feel like looking out for anything. And the person isn't really great for you or anything. 
but you just say, oh, I'll just mess with this person because they just want... Yeah, I think it's about kind of a lazy. It sounds like mm-hmm. you're in my class mm-hmm. and <laughs> I'm dating mm-hmm. because you're in my class, you're in my homeroom. So mm-hmm. and we have multiple classes together. So you know what? Yeah, you're my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And grown folks this are doing is- this stuff. Grown folks are doing it. And to me, it's kind of like a complacency, laziness um, attitude towards it in many ways. Mm. And so the next one um, is the question is, are you taking advantage of people? Like we mentioned before, like the gold digging for financial benefit or social upliftment. You feel like this person will get you into, you know, different or higher social circles. Your career will be improved or you get different kinds of connections because you're dating a certain type of person. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that do that. Are you dating because you feel family or friend or societal pressure to just date and slash get married or have kids oh this is a that's a big one yeah there's a lot of societal pressure to quote unquote fit the mold of what people think you should be doing yeah at a certain age and that varies for many people you have some people who you know they expect you to have a kid really really early yeah you know versus maybe what they consider to be the quote-unquote right time i'm using air air quotes you know and then you know sometimes it doesn't happen for many many reasons so you're feeling pressure now and then you get yourself into a situation with the wrong person because you feel this pressure that sometimes people are putting it on themselves sometimes it's family and friends sometimes it's you sometimes people are just saying i've got to do this by 30 i've got to do this by 25 I've got to do this by 40. And they're not paying attention to who they're doing who it they're with. they're doing it with. Listen. I don't so, want to go there. But, you know. <laughs> it's we, true. We, you know, we, 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 it's okay. We'll go there. But please know that if you don't want to do that, you don't want to date because you feel pressure. If whether or not you're doing it to yourself or whether it's coming from family or friends, you should be honest with yourself. And guess what? Just don't do it. And you know what? Hey, to those family and friends who do that nonsense, <laughs> please stay out of people's uteruses or uteri or uteri whatever. <laughs> stay out of people's, get out of people's badges, okay? <laughs> there are a whole bunch of reasons mm-hmm. why yep. women are may not have children because we know mm-hmm. there are some men that have issues with infertility as well. Yes. But yes. we all know that a, a man can shoot off if there if there's no infertility issues. It can shoot and shoot until they get until they die. Mm-hmm. Yes. We know that women we have the biological clock. Yes. Don't be so inappropriate and rude mm-hmm. and go to an, a woman and ask, well, why aren't you? Why do you have kids yet? Mm-hmm. There are so many different private struggles that Mm -hmm. women may have mind your business mind Mm -hmm. your vag mind your dingling yes it's It's inappropriate and it's rude it is and i would you know equally give a rude answer somebody asked me something like that (laughs) oh why aren't you why don't you have a big there well guess what there's a lot of assholes in the world and i just didn't feel like being with them hello then they'll be offended because i'm cursing mm. I, you know like it's just like i'll just look at them and be like you want me to have a baby so bad then find me one hello find me one then 
All right, then get out my face. Like, <laughs> why don't you have any kids? Well, why don't your bra fit you the right way? How about that? <laughs> don't ask nobody questions like that. Are they going to pay for the kids for you? No. No. It's ridiculous. But you bring up a good point because there's a lot of, it's a very, and some people, they don't feel like they're doing it. Some people aren't doing it to be hurtful, I guess. You know? Yeah. But it still comes off kind of weird because it's just like, why are you asking something like that? You know? It's just ridiculous. Because you have your own expectation of what you think somebody should be doing or where you think someone should be. So then you ask that question. It's ridiculous. Well, no matter what category you fall into, what I mentioned before as far as why you're dating, you should be aware of what you're doing and understand that it's important to be honest and upfront with the people that you're interested in, as well as be on the same page with them regarding what your dating goals are. So what I mean by that is if you want to have children, don't date someone who put on their profile they don't want to have children. Yes. But by the same token, which has happened to me, I have dated people who have said, I want to have children. And then somehow they just magically changed their mind, which in mm-hmm. my opinion, they always did, you know, felt they wanted what yeah. they wanted. They did not want to have children, but they lie. Came with their representative. They, want, they gave you a representative because they said, well, I like this one. So mm-hmm. I just want to get to know her. So I'm just going to lie. Mm-hmm. Or they don't even read. Most of the time I find that men don't read um, profiles. I'm just being honest. They don't read. They, yeah, they don't read the profile. They really just going off your picture. Oh, she has a nice smile, so I I want to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So that's. But it's important for you to revisit the profile. So even if you find someone online and you're like, okay, this person seems like they match up with me, revisit what they put in there. Mm-hmm. So that you, as a part of conversation, to say, oh, you noticed this, 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 that you put this about kids. So blah, blah, blah. Like, get those things out. And they shouldn't be afraid to talk about that stuff. If the profile and the, the company that's doing it asks those questions and has people putting it out there, you shouldn't be afraid to ask. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's, it's out there. So all these people that are out there saying, oh, that's too, that's too personal to act. If the dating profile company puts out there whether you want to be married whether you're just being around being casual and people can check off that box it's not too personal there you go it's what's personal is you getting into my pants before you answer them questions that's personal hello hello back up from my personal back up from my personal remember that all the goals and actions have consequences when you're dating some goals and actions are beneficial and some not so much. If you're not upfront and you lie, you'll get caught. It's just a matter of time because it'll be a conversation, you know, days or weeks from, from the time you met and you're going to say something different and that person's going to be like, hey, what, what did you mean by that? I thought that you were aligned with this type of thinking. It always happens when, you know, someone is not being completely upfront. That's true. My mama always say, what you do in the dark, come to light. Yes. Yes. You lying, the truth will come out. Yes. So your dating actions should align with positive dating goals. But in order to do this, you should be aware of certain things. Doing this, aligning yourself with positive dating goals, helps you to develop what we refer to as a healthy mindset mm-hmm. in dating. 
So what is a healthy, what is healthy mindset dating? It is dating with your health goals in mind and with a healthy sense of having an, of having a sense of interest mixed with discernment. I'm going to say that again. So having a healthy mindset when it comes to dating means that you have a healthy sense of interest mixed with discernment when meeting others. So what do I mean by that? That means that, yes, you might see things that you like. Person looks nice. They dress nice. They look like they have a good head on their shoulders. But you are must still think to yourself, I want to get to know this person's character. Mm. What are the types of questions that I would ask? in order to get to know the person's character. Now, if you're just looking to get in someone's drawers, you don't care about stuff like that. Yeah. This conversation is not for you. If you just care because you about the person because they look good and they have a fat booty, this conversation is not for you. You have to come back when there's a certain level of maturity in you to get ready for the healthy mindset. You know. Then come back to this. Listen to this over again and see if you get something from it. Mm. But if you are someone who is looking at the person's character you will have a healthy amount of discernment and ask questions along those lines okay so asking yourself the following questions are you dating with a positive purpose okay figure out what you want once again have the courage to be honest about what you want even if you might lose the person of interest Mm. So there's a lot of people, they meet someone, they're like, but he's nice, he's nice, he's nice. Have the courage to look at it for what it is and say, this person is not aligned with me. Even if I like them, even if I like them, please understand. If that's an important point for you, I repeat. If there is a character that is an important point for you a part of a person's character that's an important point for you and you see the opposite of that don't lower your standard Mm. understand that that person is showing you who they are don't allow your fears with regard to age societal pressures as as mentioned before to make you basically betray yourself betray yourself by not sticking to your word your standard about yeah, what you're you, looking for if when you say that is it, it it's something about that even if you may lose a person of interest and i'm sorry for cutting you no, off no 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 please when we, you no. say that it makes me think about how if you get into that habit at just the dating stage yeah you don't even have an actual emotional attachment to this person yeah you're already getting into that habit of sacrificing what you want because you fear losing a person yeah that only going to grow into a bigger beast yeah. in the relationship it's true it's because true. you might find and and you know this is this is saying if the relationship continues to go south like it, it may turn out being great mm-hmm. if you that's you know we ain't saying that right. in this case of if it's the relationship continues to go south mm-hmm. and you have already made a, a compromise at the beginning or something that you shouldn't have been compromising. Yeah. This person may 
continue to feel as if, or this may, person may start to learn mm-hmm. based on what you taught them mm-hmm. that you would be willing to turn the other cheek. You said a very key, key word based on what you taught them. Mm. We teach people how to treat us. Yes. We teach people whether or not we can show the courage to stand up against something that we don't agree with. Yeah. And that that was that was definitely necessary what you said for people to hear. So, yes, you're absolutely right. If it continues on, it just resurfaces later on. And yeah. it manifests itself in different ways over and over again. So, and I'm and I say that because I know I've done that. You know, I've done that. So, oh, but, I've I've done it too. But at the same time, I see the difference in me, right? Mm. In me, and with the way that I'm able to get out of certain things that's not too good a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. When I started to do that, and no matter what, I think the most important thing is to always feel good about yourself. Absolutely, and the decisions that you make. Because you could stay in something, but if you don't feel good about yourself, then you know something is not right. Yeah. Pulling away from your soul. And that's not that's not healthy for anybody. So thank you. Thank you for, for mentioning that, Kiki, because I'm telling you, that was a that's a key word. Second, are you dating with a level of discernment, as I mentioned before? So what does that entail? It entails you looking past the looks mm. and asking yourself. Does this person have the kind of personality, character, temperament, and overall outlook on life that is compatible to yours and that you find interesting in a positive way? Now, when I say compatible, I don't mean that you all have to like the same things and do the same things and all of that. That's really not what I'm talking about. Mm. But what I'm talking about is... If I say I'm looking for a certain temperament, I want someone that no matter where we're, we're talking about, even if a discussion gets heated, this person is not going to start cursing at me, yelling and calling me a B-I-T-C-H. I'm not True. looking for that kind of temperament. I'm looking for someone that has that has some control over their emotions, which shows me that they have some emotional intelligence to know they're not going to get the most out of a good, you know, argument or conversation when they do that with me. Mm. I need somebody that's going to understand that there's a certain level of respect even when arguing. That's what I want. Once I start to, yes, yes. Once I start to see that on simple levels, you're getting, you're getting like too, too rowdy. That's not what I'm looking for. Because if on a simple level, gonna say an example say my friend you feel like i stole your grapes oh shoot (laughs) you feel like i ate your grapes and you say where's my damn grapes you're not gonna last long with me no 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 i don't play with that kind of stuff one day it's you where's my damn grapes the next is get out my face bitch Mm. And then the next might be, I'm a kill you, bitch. And people don't look for the smallest levels. They only look at the largest levels. This is, yeah. But the you don't get to the largest levels without the smallest levels. 
what did you let slip by? Mm. What did you let slip by on the smallest level? Then all of a sudden, you find yourself in the biggest level. But I'm telling you, cut it off at the smallest level. Yeah. Look for it. Pick it out and teach them not to mess with you at the smallest level. And I guarantee they won't play with you. You won't get to any big level. It's not going to happen. And it's not something to play, like you say, Russian roulette. Yes. It's not something to, you know, people would say, oh, you know, you, you didn't give the person a chance. <laughs> Maybe they wouldn't have gone that far. With oh. Sometimes it just it's best to just take the chance of being safe. Thank you rather than sorry thank you and then i just want to say is if that person has if you're if you're someone looking for a long-term relationship entering into marriage and you want to have kids you're evaluating that person to see can they be a good father can they be if you have that temperament with me that means you're going to have a temperament like that with the kids and true. that's something that everybody needs to look at what kind of temperament do i want in the household that i'm living in in the household overall no nobody's perfect but if, if in the household i want a certain kind of temperament i can't pick up the rough temperament and think that i'm going to turn it into a softer temperament no you got to throw that yeah. fish back some fish are not good you might catch rubber tires when you go fishing throw it back and then just adding on to what i mentioned about how people may say you didn't give the person a chance it really falls on that person to now try to show you that they genuinely did not mean to come off in that way. Yes. It, it doesn't fall on you to have to be able to just say, you know what, this person didn't even apologize. Mm -hmm. This person didn't show any type of ounce of remorse. Mm -hmm. They didn't explain yes. why they went into that, went that route. Yeah. And sometimes you don't, you may not even, you may not want the explanation. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. It's your choice. But if that, if you have a person that is being that's crossing the line with being disrespectful and on top of that they kind of just feel like what mm -hmm. what's the problem mm -hmm. that's double red exactly flag. and that's that's the, i'm glad you brought this up again because that's the experience that i had right mm. and I, I took half a day to explain to the person why they were disrespectful it was literally my brain was like oh my god i'm drained and then mm. then after a while the person was like you know i realized why i didn't see things that way and then they realized well i grew up in a house where my father was abusive okay all right mm -hmm. you know all right thank you for sharing that i'm I, I i'm sorry that it took you so long to get it but that takes too much energy out my <laughs> my mind and my yeah. spirit to make you get it so you can't be, you can't be the one you can't be the one for me that's just my opinion yeah it's like no i'm not i'm looking i'm not looking for that i'm not looking to have to do that that's too much so that that temperament's gotta go you know, it wasn't compatible, it wasn't compatible with, with me and i just had to go um but yes thank you kiki that's a very good point that you talked about there next are you protecting or excuse me projecting a level of confidence oh wait i'm skipping do you understand who you are your limitations mm -hmm. and do you set your expectations can't forget this regarding what you will and what you will not participate in regardless of activities you are not comfortable with so all kinds of activities okay sexual activities okay activities in which the person is trying to force you to get along with people that you don't feel comfortable getting along with the, yeah. no one should be forced to do that i don't care how much you love a person no one should be forced to do that 
if that person loves you and understand and is willing to listen to you they should be willing to listen to why you're not comfortable being around some of their friends or whoever at least be able to understand where you're coming from third or i should say fourth are you projecting a level of confidence no matter what size you are and I know that's not easy for everyone or what you look like, no matter your size or what you look like. It's not easy for everyone, but it must be done. People can pick up on the insecurities you have Absolutely. when you don't project that confidence. And I realized that there are a lot of people, men and women, who kind of look for that mm. in people. And they do take advantage of people that they feel will accept anything because they yeah. feel like well this person does this person might be bigger so they don't feel like they you know they'll be lucky they'll feel lucky to, to date me so then that person treats you like crap takes your money or whatever and you feel you don't have your low self you have low self esteem so then you just let them do it you know that kind of stuff not good not good pay attention to the sign there are signs of something you know, you, you made the comment about, oh, this person will feel like they're lucky. Mm -hmm. There are actually situations where that, where certain individuals will tell mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. early yeah. on, like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm like the best thing out mm. You know, you, you lucky to have mm -hmm. me because, you know, I'm not going to lie. You're not really somebody that a lot of people would mm -hmm. want to talk to. And they say it in such a mm -hmm. way that it's like it's it's like you're trying to be charismatic as you insult as you, yes. someone. Yes. yes. And that is the beginning stages of I'm going to break down. you down emotionally yes. because I was able to find that hole yes. within you, that in yes. you, and I was able to see your insecurity. Yes. And people will, like you said, they will seek mm -hmm. that out. They will look for that mm -hmm. end to be like, okay, and 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 they they pay attention to what you're saying just on your first yes. date. They're paying attention to the type of picture you mm -hmm. chose to post as your profile yes. picture that screams yes. certain things yes. about you. And they're gonna go in for the kill once they see that they yes. have an end. And it's it's sad, but it's true. And if you don't look out for those things, you get eaten alive. Yeah. You get eaten alive out here and feel, you know, <laughs> broke, busted, and disgusted, used and abused oh, all over this place. <laughs> if you're not on oh, your guard. Okay? Mm. For yourself, how you feel about yourself and the standards you you must have for yourself. I'm not that's not a suggestion. You must yeah. have it. Or else that's your standards are your armor in the battle. If you don't mm. have it, you're done. Next, mm. what is your mental relationship status? That goes right into this. Ooh, I like that. When you're entering the dating game, what is your mental relationship status? Are you aware of any past relationship drama, pain, or issues that may have affected your dating choices when it comes to the partners you're selecting or the situations that you find yourself in are you yeah mm. are you choosing emotionally or physically unavailable partners due to internal intimacy issues that you're subconsciously projecting so are you Ooh. picking people who you know they either are in a relationship with someone else or they are 
you you know you just try to talk to them or you just notice that they're not going to be serious with you they'll just they just really want to mess around from time to time um but are you picking them because there's something inside of you that's kind of okay with them not choosing you it's very weird and twisted but there's a lot of people Mm. that do that and have you taken the time to get to know yourself better before you enter the dating game are you just someone that's going from relationship to relationship to relationship not really you're taking that time for yourself and then you're jumping into something else just to have a person maybe because you feel like you can't be alone or maybe because you feel like society thinks you should be with somebody so you just you know are comfortable spending time with yourself to me that's a problem you know yeah and are you aware that your upbringing may play a role in the dating choices that you're making that's just something oh this yeah, is one right that's here. something that everyone should keep in mind and understand that a lot of the time maybe you're dating subconsciously dating whatever structure you grew up under maybe your you know your mom just stayed home and did certain things a certain way and catered to your dad so you think that well in order for me to get this person i've got to do this cooking and do this cleaning and do all this stuff that's not necessarily something that you should just stick to in your mind as the only way to be but a lot of people don't really know that they really don't know that they don't know that men can cook too it doesn't have to doesn't yeah. fall on men do housework too um that's not just a woman thing and i'm just using a heterosexual example for that but there are many other examples people grow up with that are causing them to choose things in a certain way but there's that there's the upbringing piece about you know is your your upbringing playing a role but is is mm. your family mm. currently yes playing a role? like not what you're internally taking from your childhood and like no are you actually have is mm-hmm. your mama and your pappy literally and like they're just jumping into yes. your relationship and telling you what you need to do in your your whether it's relationships yes. or dating because what you may want dating wise if you're I'm mm-hmm. just gonna say mom no, no, no. you know a lot of times I mom. see that it's the mom <laughs> You know, they they have their idea of what you're supposed mm-hmm. to be with. And they will literally find ways to try to sabotage what mm-hmm. could come just at the yeah. dating stage. So are you understanding that your upbringing is playing a role in the dating choices? But well? are you understanding that your parents, your siblings, are they playing yes. a role currently? But what are you mm-hmm. doing what are you doing to make sure that it doesn't affect your And that, that's a great point because I don't even think that a lot of people think that it's affecting it. They just think, oh, I just yeah. having a regular conversation with the people that, you know, I grew up with and that I love and care about. But they're not understanding how much of an influence what they're saying is having in them. And it's, yes, but if you bring home a nice young lady mm-hmm. or a nice young man and the mom or the dad is just being mm-hmm. cool for no reason. You have to be able to understand, like, you know what? I have to separate this from just casual conversation with family that actually right. shown that they care. This person has their own motive. And sometimes you have to understand that it's not just your 
friend who may like you for many years mm-hmm. that have a motive of why they don't want your dating life right. to be successful. You may have your your parents, your siblings, they might have a motive. They might not want you to actually be in a successful relationship because maybe you are the person that's supposed oh to take gosh, care of everybody. That is oof. It's so true. Even though it's it's so sad to think about people and their family, their families holding people back, but it's true. It's true. They hold people back. They put things into their mind. It causes them to make, you know, decisions that are not right. Um, Whether they think it's right or not. And it's just, it's just, uh, it's just a shame. It's just a shame. But it's important, like you said, for people to realize whether or not that's going on. So Mm. the third part here to discuss is you got to think to yourself, is the relationship the best choice for me? So let's say you've reached the point in which you think you have found someone that you're compatible with. However, you're still in the early stages of dating. So what I call the lovey-dovey honeymoon infatuation phase. And that it's wearing off and you're starting to notice signs that maybe you picked wrong. So what should you do? First, you should assess the issues carefully. So try to figure out, well, what's causing the issue or the tension? Is it due to a simple annoyance or is it due to a more serious concern or character flaw? And for me, in this purpose of this conversation, a character flaw is bad temperament, physical abuse, emotional abusive, or in cases of physical, emotional abuse, you should definitely leave. Okay. I I, I, I just Mm -hmm. say there's nothing to play around there, but... You know, I don't don't care what's involved. Even if you're pregnant, leave. There's nothing that I'm going to say. Yeah, "Yeah, if there's physical emotion abuse, wait around and see if it's going to... Excuse me. No, you got to go. Like, there is no... There's no great area there, in my opinion. If you stay, you're in some type of deep fantasy that things are going to get better. Nobody should be putting hands on anybody. No one should be calling anybody stupid. And if you're with somebody like that, they don't have the right mindset and temperament for you bounce but in non-emergent situations ask yourself can i deal with this particular flaw or issue and you should be realistic and understand that no one is perfect and everyone has something that they can put that they can do to potentially annoy their partner significant other then you should consider have you expressed your concerns to your partner regarding the issue how were your concerns received that's what you should be looking First of all, you should be—you shouldn't be afraid to express yourself. That's a bad sign. If you're afraid to express yourself, mm. that's something that you need to think and ask yourself, well, why? You know, if they're not in the first part yeah. where there, there's some physical or emotional abuse, why? Why can't you communicate your concerns to your partner? Look at how your concerns were received. Were they dismissive? Are you willing to continue to work with this person regarding this issue? That, those are the types of questions you need to ask. How much does this issue impact your daily life and happiness? That's an important question yes. to you, for your person to answer. And is the fact that this non-emergent issue, the fact that the non-emergent issue is bothering you at a very high level. I'm not talking about a little level where you're like, ugh, you squeeze the toothpaste in the middle again, something like that. I'm talking about it's bothering <laughs> you to the point where you can't sleep you can't be pleasant around the person, then maybe it's an indication that you're not as compatible as you think. So think to yourself, am I forcing things? 
Okay, because I'm I'm having mm. a really hard time overlooking something that's not too serious. So am I forcing things because I don't want the look of being alone or single or whatever? So food for thought. If you're not happy, don't fake the funk. Be honest, transparent, and end it. Move on with respect and dignity. There's no need to create a self-imposed prison. What's going on, lovely brunch guests? Just wanted to take a moment to say that this episode of the Brunch with Kiki and Casey podcast is sponsored by my company, Sage Advice Candle Co. In addition to co-hosting this fabulous podcast, I also make candles using a blend of natural waxes and offer a great selection of choices from gift set deals with large 16 ounce jars to six ounce tins, two ounce mini jars, and the cutest tea light gift sets. Each order always comes with free, that's right, free mini candles so you can try a wide range of scents. Just to give you a little background, I created this company out of a love for unique candle scents, as well as a desire to spread uplifting messages that I have personally used to motivate myself during tough times and to help me maintain a joyful spirit to build the mental strength and fortitude to live my life with peace and focus as a priority. And I know that the messages and scents that these candles have can do the same for you with uniquely scented candles with names such as Guts and Intuition, Strategic Risk Taker, and Peace and Serenity above all, you will be reminded that you have what it takes to handle any challenge you may be facing with grace, rationality, and persistence. We all need to do our best to uplift ourselves and make mental and spiritual peace a major priority in our lives. I hope you will enjoy these candles as much as I enjoy creating and using them every day. Visit etsy.com slash shop slash sage advice candle co to see all of the current offerings. Once again, that's etsy.com slash shop slash sage advice candle co one word no spaces and just for you our special brunch with kiki and casey listeners use promo code brunch 20 at checkout that's b-r-u-n-c-h 20 in order to get $20 off of your order of $45 or more check the description box and show notes section of the podcast below for more information Hi, brunch guests. So we're back from our break and we're going to continue on. Kiki. Yes. Let's yes. get into the second part of our topic. All right. And we're talking about sustaining relationships. Mm. So after you've already gone through the dating process and you realize, you know what? This is somebody that I, I'm, I'm good with. Y'all went through your brief period of trying to figure out if the issue that y'all had was annoying you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like like Casey talked about previously, mm-hmm. y'all are in a relationship long term. Right. So once you enter a relationship, 
there should be an understanding that it takes effort to make that relationship work, <laughs> but also it takes effort to make sure it's healthy. Yes. So what are you doing to make sure you are contributing to the health of your relationship? Yes. Well, never stop dating your partner. Yes. I take it when I think about that whole piece of not dating your, uh, not stopping mm-hmm. dating your partner. Mm-hmm. You're really thinking about how complacency is the devil. Yes. <laughs> to say yes. The most, but to yes. say the least, mm-hmm. it's a simple no-no. Yeah. Allowing yourself to get to a point where you're just too comfortable with your partner. Yeah. It's not a positive. Like you, yes, be comfortable with your partner. Mm-hmm. You want to pass gas in front of your partner? <laughs> I mean, if that's what y'all do, do nope. what you do. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, might run you out the house, whatever. No, nope, don't do it with me. <laughs> Going to the bathroom. Oh, God. Like, you no, know, that's where you understand if you're compatible with passing gas. Mm-mm. You're in a relationship with somebody where you just feel like, you know, whatever, you don't mind letting the hair on your legs grow. Y'all are comfortable. That's cool. And don't pee I'm, with the bathroom door open. I don't like that. Nobody want to hear the water bottle pour. Nope. That's what it sounds like. Don't like it. And farting <laughs> on the while you're in the bathroom. Just close the door. <laughs> Y'all, y'all hear my I'm friend sorry. KC, she's letting it be known. Yep. She knows what she wants. Yep, don't do it. And she knows what it's a deal breaker. Yep, don't do it. But understand that there needs to be some level of comfort, but not to the point where it almost feels as if you are just like, well, now that I have you, I don't need to do anything to really keep you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. oftentimes there are people that get into that space, whether they do it intentionally or not. They're like, well, you know, we don't need to go out. Mm, I that's that's a no no for me. I don't want nobody to ever says that. Yeah, I like going out even in the pandemic. <laughs> Put your mask on and let's do let's what we gotta exactly. do. Exactly. You know, and and you have a person that even if it's not about physically going out, because yes, you know, people are making we're making our adjustments. Yes. To, to go out during a pandemic but some people are, are genuinely terrified of going yes, out yes there's yes. still a way of dating your partner indoors yes so keeping that spark alive yes that can simply mean setting time aside for for an evening with each other if you have children you know knowing that you're going to put your kids down at a certain time yep. so that y'all can have just dinner with each other yep so that y'all can have just a moment to watch a movie yep. with one another. Yep. Or if, you know, you're just two individuals, you're dating each other, you don't have children. That could mean arranging a day where you, or a couple of days where you take days off from work and spend time with one another, just bond with each other. But it should not get to a point where you feel like, you know what? I got you where I need you. Mm. You need to remind yourself of the initial spark. Yes. Because what is it that brought you two together yes if you forget about that piece then oftentimes you have two people that are just sitting with each other and they're pretty much just two roommates that poke each other periodically some of them not even poking and they're not even poking mm-hmm. and that makes me that leads me to the next thing sex to one another if you're into mm-hmm. that send some sex and sex messages keep that type of spark alive if that's something that you know that's important to mm-hmm. you if having a sexual relationship an emotional relationship, a mental relationship with one another is important. Keep that spark alive. Yes. So 
just don't stop dating your partner. Yes. Don't stop courting your partner. Don't stop making that person feel like they're special. Yes. And then we go into the next piece, which is being naked emotionally. Okay. And what does that mean? And how can you accomplish that? Well, being naked just simply means being transparent and vulnerable with your partner. Mm. You'll be able to have conversations with your partner about your fears, your concerns, your wants, your desires, and your plans for your future, for yourself, Mm -hmm. for what you want, for a family, whatever. Do you want a family? Like we mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, being understanding of the fact that, you know, you may want things, you may not want things, but being open and vulnerable and honest about those things. Yes. Another part of being naked emotionally would be setting aside your pride and thinking about your pride as the clothing. Mm. Remove the clothes so that your partner can really see and understand what's going on with you and so that you can also see what's going on with your partner. How can pride um, interfere with the evolution of the relationship in your opinion? It's it's legit a disaster to just be so prideful. Mm-hmm. You can think about a situation where you just want your partner to understand why you're upset about something. Mm-hmm. And because your partner puts their pride aside, they won't acknowledge that they're doing this thing that's upsetting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like when it feels like you invalidate my suggestions. Mm-hmm. What do you mean I don't I invalidate your suggestions? I don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. You see, the problem is you just want to feel like there's always a problem or something like that you are creating this this level of frustration that is unnecessary if you just put your pride to the side and say you know what I understand where you're coming from let's talk about this some Mm -hmm. more the pride is literally you closing the door in front of your 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 partner's face so when you're saying pride because you know it's not like okay we're not saying like don't be proud of yourself but like the ego the ego piece, your arrogance. Yeah. Yeah. Not pride in the positive sense of right. the word. So put your ego, your arrogance to the side, your pride. Yes. Take that off for your partner. Yes. And then understand that you don't have to fear looking weak if you do that. Yes. You need to understand that it's okay to... If you feel like you want to cry, don't allow your ego to stop you from doing so. Well, you know, society don't. tries to make people seem like if you cry, it's a weakness. Yeah. And that needs to be eliminated, especially when you're talking about mm-hmm. men. Men are constantly being told that crying is a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. And that's just... It, crying is a sign of just being a human yep. being. Yep. And it's okay to allow yourself to show that emotion with your partner. Because realistically speaking, if you don't have a problem with showing yourself at your happiest point, you don't hide your smile. Mm -hmm. So why are you hiding your tears? Yeah. And then we go into the next piece where you talk, where, you know, yes, you need to make sure that you are able to be naked emotionally, Mm -hmm. but you also have to make sure you're someone who can allow someone to feel like they can be naked mm. with you. Because oftentimes people will misuse your part their their partner's vulnerability and their transparency. Don't misuse mm-hmm. it. Don't weaponize it. So what's an example? Vulner- I'm sorry, Kiki. What's an example no, of when someone is weaponizing 
vulnerability? Well, I can think of a moment where a person may actually come to you and my let's say my partner came to me and he's like, you know, I feel really insecure about where I'm at financially. Okay. You happen to get in, or I happen to get into an argument with him because he didn't clean his dishes or something mm-hmm. like that. And so when we have this argument, I say, well, you ain't shit anyway because you don't make no money. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, I see what you're saying. Well, yeah, then. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, what's going on there? You just took something that I was okay with being vulnerable and letting you know, I'm dealing with this. This is something that's really concerning yeah. me. And you literally use it as a weapon against me in a fight or in a moment yes. of heat and frustration. Yes. And therefore, you just taught that person not to ever be emotionally naked with you. I think you, you bring up a great point. And I want to I want to just bring to light that if something like that is happening... I want people to pay attention to that. I don't want them to bypass that and then keep, you know, going back to a person that does that thinking, well, that was just a fight. There's a way to fight fair and healthy. There is such a thing as having unhealthy fights. It's not just putting hands on someone and getting physical. You can literally be having an unfair fight just using words there's something in that person's psyche that wants to hurt you so badly they will use those vulnerable things to do it that is not love no it's not care and and that's why it's important when we're talking about making sure you're someone who your partner can be naked with you need to understand that vulnerability is not a weapon and if you're a healthy individual, you you know off the back that that's not something that you yes. should be doing. And that is the way to sustain a healthy relationship by understanding that even when you're frustrated and you know you can say something to hurt that person's feelings, why would you want to go that low with somebody that yes. you do love? Because you can't come back from that. So, I mean, they're always going to remember that you did that. And it's interesting that that's the next thing that's here. Understanding that words yes. are powerful. And that what you say when you are upset, you can it can leave a lasting mark long after this, the disagreement yes. is over. So do not use power your words in a in a very negative light. Do not use it in a way to harm yes. your partner. That is how you make sure your partner can be emotionally naked with you. Because they can trust that you're not going to say something that cuts yeah. below the belt. There are going to be moments where you're going to say, oh my God, you are driving mm-hmm. me crazy. Okay, that's one thing. But when you go as far as to say, you are nothing of value mm-hmm. to this relationship. You went yeah. too low. That person is always going to carry that with them and say, well, wow, I'm really, this person yeah. felt that way. And they didn't come out of nowhere with this, this strong mm-hmm. statement for no reason. They must really feel like I'm nothing yeah. of value. And it starts to internalize those things. And then long after you may have kissed and made up, this person still thinks that you feel like they're nothing of value. And where there's a conflict that reminds them of the day that you made that comment, they're going to think back to that comment. And they're going to reference it. See, this makes me think about that time when you told me I I was nothing of value Mm -hmm. in this relationship. Mm -hmm. Why are you bringing that up? I said, I'm sorry. But you have to understand that left the lasting imprint on me. 
Oh, but still, I said sorry. It doesn't matter. I I, I said matter. that before, and you know, some people might disagree, but there are some things that I believe sorry cannot fix. Yes, it cannot fix. I agree. So that's that's definitely one of those things. And that's why when, like you said, somebody might bring it up, bring it up, and say it. Nope, there is always going to be in the back of their mind. And it's yeah. going to take a lot of work for them to, you know, go through whatever they need to go through emotionally to maybe stop bringing it up. If if they want to yeah. stay in the relationship, right? If they yeah. want to stay and they're trying to work with the person, then that, that takes a lot of work for them to work through how they can stop bringing that up. Because it's going to come up Absolutely. if it's bothering them. And that's when you have to take a moment before it gets to that point to understand, yes, you do have, everybody has the power of saying something that could really yeah. affect someone. Do you want to yeah. use that power yeah. in a negative way? So don't do that if you want your partner to be, to feel like they can be yeah. vulnerable with you. And then also there's a piece of being emotionally mm-hmm. intelligent. And when it comes to that, this, the, the theory or the idea of being emotionally, emotionally intelligent, there are five mm-hmm. elements of that. There's having self-awareness, self-regulation. There's also having motivation, empathy, and mm-hmm. social skills. And when you talk about self-awareness, it's having the ability to un- identify aspects of your emotional state, such as your tone and your body language when you're communicating. Yeah, with there's people. a lot of people, they don't pay attention to, to that. They don't think it's a problem because they think, well, this is just me. No. You know, they act like yeah. that. Their mama act like that. Their sisters act like that. Their brothers act like that. Their whole neighborhood act like that. So this is just them. And that's it. And yeah. that doesn't work. It doesn't work if you want your partner to feel safe yeah. with you. Where you just say, well, this is me. No, your tone is something about your demeanor. When I'm expressing myself to you, it shows that you don't care yeah. about what I'm saying. You're choosing to play Candy Crush in your phone while I'm trying to explain something to you that's very important to this, this family, this relationship, Jesus. this household, whatever. You That shows me that you mm-hmm. do not care. You're not... And, and maybe it's not that you don't care. Do you have mm. self-awareness? And if you are aware of the self, if you, if you do have self-awareness, that means you're making a choice to not change mm-hmm. your behavior, which goes into yes. self-regulation. Having the ability to control or redirect your emotions. The think before you speak mm-hmm. way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Or the, the think before you speak way of the emotionally intelligence yeah. theory. Are you taking a moment to say, you know what? This person just expressed to me that they don't like the fact that I'm playing mm-hmm. Candy Crush. They don't like the fact that I'm rolling mm-hmm. my eyes. Okay, and do I have the ability to redirect my emotions, even though I may not want to, but for the, this person that mm-hmm. I care about, do I have the ability to, yeah. to do that? Then there's, well, do I even have the motivation to do that? Do I feel, and it has nothing to do with that other person. Your motivation could just be your own motivation. Yes. You have the motivation, the, which is the understanding of what gives you drive and passion to achieve something. If in a relationship, achieving peace matters to you, well, what is the motivation? Well, not what is the What are you doing to get to that level? And of I feel like if you really, if you care about the person, you're concentrating on person, I feel like you will have the motivation. You should. 
skill. You should absolutely have yeah. the motivation. And, but if that's absent, then that's where you have a problem. That's where you have a breakdown. You potentially have a problem and a potential breakdown where a person does not feel like they can be safe with yes. you or vulnerable with you. And then that goes into the piece of mm-hmm. having empathy, which is very important. It's having the ability to understand a person's emotional state and also having the ability to react accordingly mm-hmm. and appropriately to that person's mm-hmm. emotional state. So if you see that your partner is mm-hmm. crying, you don't sit there and just be like, whatever, man, like mm-hmm. you're just doing too much. Like, are you responding appropriately to that person? Are you taking them by the hand and say, I understand that yes. you're hurting right now? Because you want that person, again, to feel safe and feel like they can be vulnerable with yes. you. And then you have your next piece of having the social skills. Simply to be able to make someone feel like they can mm-hmm. be safe with you, mm-hmm. naked with you. Which is the management of your relationships and understanding how to interact with people to ensure that both or all individuals involved will get some sort of positive or mm-hmm. desirable outcome. Do you have the ability to make sure that in speaking to this person, that in the end, you both can reach a resolution? Yeah. Conflicts happen. In the end, that you can reach some sort of resolution where you both feel like there's a desirable outcome for you, you both. Yes. And then another piece is to thank your partner mm-hmm. for their vulnerability. I think about when I used to, you know, before pan pandemic or BC Mm -hmm. before Corona when I was working and I was working Mm -hmm. with youth who would tell me some very very Mm -hmm. traumatic things and I would thank them I would thank you for feeling thank you for trusting me enough to share that information yes so when your partner actually opens up to you about something that's very Mm -hmm. that could be traumatic Mm -hmm. that could be sensitive but take a moment to thank them for that. Thank you for your vulnerability mm-hmm. and transparency. Thank you for for trusting me with this information because it shows me that you know you really do think I'm an right. important part of your life. And with this information, I'm going to do my best to support you. And I feel vulnerable. like when you're if you're in the dating stage, it's going back to the dating stage, and you you know do that, you share something like that with someone. They're not showing you that you know they're not showing that they're you know grateful for. I don't know if grateful is the right word, but that they're thankful for you sharing with them. I see that as a red flag from the beginning, beginning, beginning. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and and a lot of times, some of the heavier things sometimes come out in relationships. And when you get to that that point where those heavy things do come out, you got to say Mm -hmm. thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because then what gives that person any reason or not? Well, yeah. What can make a person feel like, you know what? I can yes. do that again with you. I can open up about this thing with you yeah. again. Because you're thinking them rather than misusing mm-hmm. the information yeah. and weaponizing it. And then the next piece is making sure that you have a friendship, a partnership, and a relationship mm-hmm. with your partner. And understanding that each of those things means something different. When you have your friendship with this person, you enjoy each other for who you are and not what you want that oh, person to be. can you repeat be. that again? You enjoy each other for who you are and not for who mm. you want that person Big. to be. 
that is your friend. Think about when you are friends with somebody, like your best friend. You mm-hmm. love your best friend. You're not nitpicking. You usually don't nitpick at your best friend for who they are, your friends for who they are. You just love mm-hmm. spending time with your friends. Oftentimes when people get into relationships, they remove the friendship piece and it's like a whole bunch of trying to like build a bear, no, doing it. build a man, I'm, build a I'm woman not, I'm not doing relationships. It. And not nobody has nobody. time for that. I'm not building nobody. There are... <laughs> Don't build me. I'm not, like, we should just be evolving yes. on our own. We should simply be supporting each other on our individual journey. No, I'm not going to make you dress how I feel like a man is supposed to dress if you have your own right. style. I'm not going to try to tell you that you have to speak this way. Mm-hmm. What is the point why of that? Do you, why'd you get with them? From so, the dating no. stage, you should have been like, why okay, I don't get like that person. Bounce. You're not compatible. There you go. But then you know what? There are people that do, going back to what you said originally, like what are your intentions when you're dating? There are people that do get into relationships because they want Goodness to build gracious. a person. And then they get upset at the end if this person becomes this wonderful version of what they built them to be. And then they go off to be with somebody else and they'll literally say, well, oh, I built you. I made Goodness you into the gracious. person that you are. And that's a problem. That's not a friendship. That's like your own weird investment into this person becoming something like you, you kind of want to mm. brag about what you made yep. a person be like yeah nobody has time for that you need to enjoy your partner for who they yeah. are that is your friend yeah that should be your friend where you laugh with each other you bond over mm-hmm. common interests or you discuss interests that y'all yes. don't share in common learn about the things that you both find individually interesting have each other's backs like y'all homies so that means something i always think about this scenario where if you i'm I'm, i'll say me i'm at a restaurant and i argued with the manager and i might be in the wrong but i don't want my partner to tell me i'm wrong right in front of the manager you gotta have my back (laughs) but when we leave the restaurant you're gonna be like yo kiki you were tripping in that restaurant tell me after we leave because one that shows that you're my friend because you want me to be a better version of myself mm-hmm. you let me know but then you're also showing mm-hmm. that you got my back in a moment so you might let me go off for the manager go on let me go off for the manager for a little bit but just know that at the same time you you still got my back and you could do it in a way where you could kind of help me realize that I'm doing something wrong mm-hmm. without embarrassing mm-hmm. me too just being a, a neutral person but have my back I have your back. We when are you friends. said homies, it made me want to break and into song. <laughs> well, you know, I'm always down. Well, you know I like song. your song. Where my homies? Where they at? Where they at? Where my homies? <laughs> what? what? Ah. I just have to take that out there for yeah, y'all. This is what happens at brunch, y'all. Put it in the comments if Hello. you know what song that is, though. <laughs> Album about to drop soon. Casey about to drop her album soon. Shoot, you know, and you know, I think about that. Mm-hmm. You have to be homies, and then the next piece is your partnership, and that's actually something that I learned mm-hmm. in uh, recent years. I learned about how that is actually an important element in a relationship, where you are on the same book, mm-hmm. you're in the same book, on the same page. Mm-hmm. in the same paragraph and on the same line yes. about important matters. So you have a mutual understanding of how your life 
of your yes. your individual life goals, your goals as mm-hmm. a team, and then also how you would mm-hmm. handle your finances, how you would handle even how you yes. handle conflicts with one another. Do we hug it out when we are upset with each other? Do you need a day to process your emotions? Mm-hmm. Do we pray? Because you have to be able to understand where you are at. It's kind of like if you were working in some sort of firm and you have mm-hmm. your partners that you work mm-hmm. with, your your colleagues, you have to be able to understand each other's yes. individual strengths. So in your partnership, when you are with your partner, understanding those individual strengths so that you can use them to be able to deal with I guess kind of like the business mm-hmm. aspects of a relationship because people sometimes kind of act like there aren't no there aren't business yeah. aspects of an actual relationship. Yeah. There are. Yeah. That's a marriage. Yeah. Marriage is business. So, you know, there is there's that important piece. And how do you another piece would be thinking about how you currently or eventually will lead your household yes. and or family. Because some people are not seeing eye yes. to eye on that. It's like, okay, I think that the kids should run around Hell and throw paint note. on the wall when Hell they want to express note. their emotions. But your partner's like, no, they're supposed to sit in the room and, mm-hmm. and like write in their journal. But if y'all don't understand where y'all stand, yes, then you're going to have problems. There needs to be some yes. level of compromise in there. And then the last piece would be the relationship yes. part of your relationship, which is learning each other's love language. Are you mm-hmm. somebody who prefers touch, gifts, mm-hmm. words, affirmation? And once you learn each other's love language, you also yes. need to speak it. Don't just learn the language just so that you be like, yeah, yeah, I know you like to be touched. You like massages. <laughs> okay, so rub my feet. When I'm talking to you about for my me, long day. I, that's a no. <laughs> no. Don't touch my no. feet. <laughs> oh, see? That's no. not Casey's love language. <laughs> and I'll that's tell you important to know. Language. You gotta know love language. On the weekend, when you're not working, I need to see you trimming hedges if we have a yard and stuff. Trimming hedges, cutting lawns fixing things around the house yes acts of services yes and cooking that's your love language acts of service dinner every day (laughs) if you gotta go to work cook it and put it in the freezer so it stays fresh that's me that's my love language there you go (laughs) my love language is words it's words of affirmation I do like to hear you know what you're doing a great job and with the kids or you're doing a great job mm-hmm. just overall managing the household mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. podcasts stuff like that mm-hmm. or you know you look really nice and then like my follow-up would be touch my neck hurt you gotta know to <laughs> massage my neck you know that's the second one but my main one because I, I realized there are moments where I could go without the whole like you being in my physical space like I could I could manage without but I really do enjoy having mm-hmm. someone tell me mm-hmm. something positive so that's mine and you need to be able to speak again speak that person's love language or you're going to find yourself in a position where you, you, you have people feeling unfulfilled and then don't choose to speak a language that you prefer 
to mm. your partner. That's not their language. You have like imagine being somebody that just wants to hear you did a great job today and you show up with a bunch of mm. flowers and jewelry. That person may be able to accept the gift. However, that wasn't what yes. they needed to feel fulfilled. And so again, learn it and speak it. And then it show genuine yes. romantic interest in one another. And that is all specific to whatever your relationship is, like how your relationship is. It's individualized. What is your way yeah. of showing romantic interest? Do you want somebody to, you know, knock the boots with you every night? Or do you want somebody who just cuddles with you? What if you want both? You don't want to. <laughs> then you get both. You knock my boots and then you cuddle with me afterwards. Oh, man. Do what you need to do. And I don't want to hear you're tired because you got to learn to speak my language. Speak. You better go in there. Speak it some, now. Some vitamins. Get some. <laughs> let's, go, let's go now. Knock these boots and cuddle afterwards because I don't have no time for that. But seriously, there are people that are in relationships with individuals and they do not feel like there's a romantic piece of the relationship. There are people who I know that I, I know what that's like to be in a relationship with someone and okay. there's like the partnership piece. Like I, I, I remember being in a relationship and there were like these different periods mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, we were friends and it was like really cool mm-hmm. having that friendship part of our relationship. But then it kind of transitioned to just partnership. And I'm like, so where's the relationship part at? Because when people see us, they don't think we just brother and sister. Bring up a good question. I'm sorry to interject, but I want you to finish your thought. I don't no, want to. Um, so I guess no, no, no. I'm going to remember. Is there room for the idea that maybe it may not be possible to have it all? That maybe through the evolution of relationship, you might have one part first, one part second, one part third, but that could be a part of just the way y'all are at certain moments for different reasons. So for example, maybe you would only have the partnership part because we need somebody to run the house. You got somebody that has to work away a lot. I'm thinking military families or just people that travel and live overseas for work. And so you can't get the sex every night. You can't get the cuddle every night. So you Okay. But you could get the relationship piece. There yes. are, when there's a will, there's a way. And I do, and for me personally, I believe that there's definitely so many different ways that mm-hmm. a person can go about sustaining their relationship. But for me personally, I, I believe that it's okay. important to have all three. Because I know what it's like to have the friendship piece where it's like, okay, we're cool. Okay, but it doesn't feel like you actually find that me That part, attractive. I don't know how anybody can kind of deal with that because to me that's the whole point because you can get you're a friend from anywhere but the whole point of being in a relationship with the person of interest yeah. is because you actually find that person attractive and that's what falls into the romantic interest showing yeah. genuine romantic interest in that person showing that person that yeah. you are actually interested in them you find them attractive you think yeah. that there's something there's someone special on a romantic level because there are people that enter relationships strictly for the partnership piece strictly for the piece of i just need to know how we're going to handle our finances Mm -hmm. and how we're going to take care of the kids don't touch me don't hug on me don't this 
okay that stuff it looks like it works but those people are miserable and those people will oftentimes try to go find somebody mm-hmm. who's going to fulfill that friendship piece that's when you have person a person just mm-hmm. hanging out with their work husband or their work wife then you have that's what then in the relationship piece is missing that's when you have people that actually go out yeah. there and physically cheat because you couldn't even make them feel attractive and you don't have yes. to be physically next to that person to make them feel like you're yes. you're romantically interested in them because i i was i did the long distance yeah. relationship thing yeah and i didn't feel in that time like you know what this person isn't romantically interested in me i can tell this person's interested in me mm-hmm. i can tell that we have that relationship piece yes so if you want to you can show you can show your genu- genuine interest by making that phone call that fa- we have FaceTime now mm-hmm. we have so many that you don't have to wait for a letter to be sent in the mail you yeah. can send an email you can send a text you can send something to help that person know like you know what you still are romantically interested in them you still have that relationship piece there because I, I can tell you when that relationship aspect is missing you do look like two people that are either roommates or mm-hmm. brother and sister yeah people are like well what's going on there and, and, and it's funny because people will always try to look for something to say and yeah. they will actually have something that they could zero in on these two mm-hmm. don't look like they actually are happy with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think about this the show Married at First Sight. Mm-hmm. You can see where there are certain couples where they're missing something. Even though they these people just knew each other for a couple of days. Yeah. And some of them already have the, seemingly have the friendship, partnership, relationship piece down. Yeah. And then there's other ones where it's like, because they don't really know each other, obviously their relationship piece is developing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you can see there's something is missing. Yes. It's, it's noticeable when something is missing in a relationship. Yes. So that was a good question to ask. Well, can you have them? Like, do you have to have them mm-hmm. all? I think about even on your, even the most difficult times, you should still be your partner's Yes. Partner. Even in the most difficult times, you should be able to sit down and have a conversation with each other about your finances. If that's something that needs to be discussed. Yes you should still be able to have that genuine romantic interest in that person where you still, you don't get complacent. Yes. You still try to show them that you're, you're willing to date yeah. them. Even when you're upset. Yeah. But when it, it's easy for people to try to make an excuse mm-hmm. for like, oh, nah, you know, I'm mad at her. That's why I don't want to show her. Or I'm mad at him. That's why I don't want to show him that I think he's still attractive. Mm-hmm. And then what people find themselves in are situations where they're like, oh, so you going to work looking cute for such and such person? And it's like, but you didn't even compliment me. You haven't even been complimenting me in days. You haven't even spoken my love language in days. But now you want to feel on edge because it seems like I might be getting nice looking for somebody else Mm -hmm. at work. No. So I don't think that me personally, for my own relationship, I don't even want to create the space where you can think that there needs that it, there's a time where one of these things should not be yes. present because all three of them are important. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that there aren't going to be days where I need to, I don't want to talk yeah. to you? Yeah, there's going to be days that I don't want to talk to you, but that's just, that doesn't mean that these things go out the right. window. It just means in that moment, I don't want to talk to yes. you. I need, a, I need to process or I need to just have some me time. Yes. 
so that's the you know the having a friendship partnership and relationship yes. piece and, and you know you should always and going back into the relationship piece you should always remember what drew you two together mm-hmm. what brought y'all together good point that's a good point we have a lot of so people that nothing. have a, um, a lot of um, thoughts on that you know because people yeah. feel like well if you got together in a certain way then it's it could be telling to how things end up or something yeah so I think like if you know that when you started dating y'all really enjoyed going to the -hmm. museum y'all shared a common interest in history and going to see going to the museum on those days where things might get tough you might want to go back to the piece of dating your significant other. You might want to just be like, you know what? Let's go take a trip to the yep. museum. And that might be what is needed to get y'all in a space where you can possibly talk about whatever is troubling you to. Yeah. So as long as it's not something ridiculous, like, you know, this, any verbal or physical abuse, we're not talking about that type of challenges, but we're talking about if there's just a conflict Y'all can go back to a place where you had the greatest time with each other just to spark those memories. And then understanding that there is no perfect relationship. And that there are ebbs and flows. And in the relationship piece of the relationship, you have to understand that there's no such thing as perfection. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean to settle for something that is is not for you. That that's not what it means. It means understanding that it doesn't matter what person you're going to be with. There are going to be moments where that person's going to get on mm-hmm. your nerves. Mm-hmm. And that's what marriage means. It's like, okay, I it says it in vows. And if you're in a space where you're preparing yourself for marriage, you should already understand that there is for the, the good right. and the bad. Do the good and the bad, we're supposed to be able to stick it out right. together. And that means that when things get really difficult, and that means it could be about finances, conflict in the household, about children, or just if the person is having health mm-hmm. issues, you need to be there for that person as long as they're not disrespecting right. you, they're showing you that they do have some desire to make this your family or your relationship mm-hmm. work. You have to try your best to be there for your partner. As long as you're not killing yourself in the process, mm-hmm. you're not sacrificing your mental and your physical health in the yes. process. Relationships are not perfect. So if you leave that person like, you know what, I'm going to go go with uh, Sasha or I'm going to go to be with well, you're Tom. you always going to find something. The grass ain't greener. The grass ain't greener. And if it is greener, it's probably fake <laughs> ass grass. <laughs> And that's not doing nothing mm-hmm. for you. So try to make, try to understand that there are going to be episodes. Do not go into a relationship with this idea that's supposed to be perfection. Right. So there's that piece. You value, value, value each other and make sure that you you value each element. You value the friendship piece. You value the partnership piece. You value the relationship piece. You see the importance mm-hmm. of all three. And then the final thing is the village. Let's get into the village. 
I am a firm believer in it takes the it takes a village mm-hmm. philosophy, and I apply that to different element different right. aspects of life. Not just when it comes to it takes a village to raise children. It takes a village to have a good, you know, have a good mm-hmm. village of friends to make sure they stay mm-hmm. sane. But it also takes a village to help your relationship right. thrive. And having a village can mean a lot of different things. And one could just simply mean, of course, having people in yours and your partner's circle who offer genuine love, support, and honesty. Mm-hmm. And that could be your mutual friends. It could just be your individual friends who just really care about you. Like you want to make sure that you have people in your circle who are not going to just pretend like you are perfect. They're not going to pretend like your partner is perfect, but they're going to be able to say, hey, friend, when you did X, Y, and Z, you should have reconsidered your approach when you were talking to your partner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or you listen, I know you love such and such. But he or she needs to try to do X, Y, and Z because what they're doing right now mm-hmm. is not working. And that's important to have in your village because you know that the person is giving you advice from a loving space. Mm-hmm. And then you also want to be able to have people in your village who not only can point out when y'all are having difficulties, but they also celebrate your happiness, mm-hmm. your happy moments. And any other pieces, exposing yourself to podcasts, YouTube channels, books, and articles that speak about how to preserve your health, your relationship, and then also ways to manage the challenges that you experience mm-hmm. in your relationship. And then you also have prayer. If you're a religious person, pray with your partner, um, read religious material, which is basically mm-hmm. scripture, whatever you may call it in your mm-hmm. religious faith with your partner and lean on trusted emphasis on trusted members of your religious community because I'm not trying to be funny but they there are some times where this true deacon it's wants ridiculous. your wife the deacon might mm-hmm. want your wife and so you need to not go to the deacon who wants your wife so lean on trusted members of mm-hmm. your religious community and if you consider yourself not religious, but you are considered, you consider yourself mm-hmm. to be spiritual, mm-hmm. meditate. If that means that you have to anoint yourself in certain mm-hmm. oils or mm-hmm. crystals or burn yeah. sage, whatever you feel is best to, for your mm-hmm. partner and yourself. And then also leaning on, again, yeah. trusted members of your spiritual right. community. Because your yoga teacher might want your husband. <laughs> And, you, and she might be busted open and facing downward dog. facing dog <laughs> to show your husband what she's about. So be mindful. Downward facing dog or dog? Uh, which one? <laughs> which one you want? Big, big chocolate? Like nobody got time for that. You know what? And then the next piece would be, you know, therapy, couples therapy. Um, you want to make sure that you're able to not you want to if you feel comfortable turning to someone who is a trained clinician trained therapist who can give you tips and feedback on how to sustain your relationship mm-hmm. or how to improve it having somebody who's just an outsider looking in who does not know yes. either one of you who's not a friend they have to be mm-hmm. neutral and they can just give you some really good feedback on how to communicate yep. with one another one of the things that I learned was the yeah. dear method, which is, you know, you have to be to describe mm-hmm. what you want, um, express mm-hmm. feelings, 
assert what you want and mm-hmm. reinforce what you want. So taking those types of tools and using that in your relationship. And then, of course, lean on each other as members of yes. your own village. You are the person who goes home yeah. with your partner. So although you may be able to lean on your 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 circle of friends, your spiritual community, your religious community, your therapist, you still have to actually be able to turn to each other and know how to have some sort of accountability for yourself and each yes. other to make your relationship work and last. And then also, this is about lasting. This whole piece is about sustaining the relationship. But also, you need to be able to have honest conversations about when it's enough mm-hmm. is enough. It doesn't have to mean that you're in a relationship because you are, you know, fighting with each other or anything like that. It could just mean that the relationship mm-hmm. ran its course in, 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 in a mutual, respectful yes. way. Sometimes things come to an end, but it doesn't have right. to be messy. I think that's important. Yep. So with all of that said, the drink for thought is to grab yourself a non-dark and stormy I love it. I love it. I love it. I want one now. Yes. I want all of the drinks from every episode. Just so you all know, I'm I'm an alcoholic, (laughs) but you know, I just Mm -hmm. like the way you're taking it back in my mind right now. Non dark. There we go. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Kiki, this was a great episode. I feel like I, I have to listen back at the episode because I just you know feel the blessing coming from it a lot of things that were discussed but you know i know i know there's got to be people out there that will benefit from hearing you know and hope that you know there was at least one thing i'm sure there were more than more than one thing but at least one thing that you heard that you can say you know what i'm gonna take this with me and and try to do better for myself, for my relationship, for my family, for my kids, yes. something. And um, yeah, please, please, brunch guests, feel free to put in the comments, write one thing, one, two, three, four things that you feel like you'll take with you as an important mental tool to to try to learn more about, to actually implement, to make your life, your relationship better. There we this go. This was good. Yes, it was. Tune in to our next episode where we will be discussing how to get your mind right with your family. Well, brunch guests, it's that time again. We have come to the end of another great episode. We want to take this time to thank you all for joining us for today's brunch. And we want to invite you to brunch with us again next week. Once again, please take this time to subscribe, like, comment, and share this podcast. Until next time, make sure your mind is fed, your soul is at peace, and your glass is full of joy.